For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa, as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text MONICA to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley, and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here on this Thursday. This is your go-to for hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Check me out on social media, Monica Crowley underscore on Instagram, Twitter, and True Social at Monica Crowley, and also by email, at Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Again, Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. It's a super easy way for you guys to communicate with me, and I love hearing from you. All right, coming up on this show next week, you know, next week is July 4th, the birthday of America, very important day. We're going to have a show for you. I'm going to talk about the latest in the news, obviously. I'm going to bring you the Monica memo that you've come to treasure. And we're also going to talk to the extraordinary actor Jim Caviezel, uh, who, of course, played Jesus Christ in The Passion of the Christ. And now he's got a brand new movie out called The Sound of Freedom about child trafficking around the world and what a serious problem it is. And he actually plays a real-life DHS agent who, over the course of his career, has saved hundreds of children around the world. This problem is a lot deeper than anybody thinks or knows, certainly me. Um, You know, I knew the problem existed, obviously. I know it's a singular evil in the world, but I had no idea how rampant it is. The whole Jeffrey Epstein case sort of ripped the lid off of the silence on this. Um, It is horrific, but there are heroes like Tim Ballard, whom Jim Caviezel plays in this movie, who are moving heaven and earth to try to save these children. This film is riveting, and it's important, and it's just something that we should all be supporting in the culture wars. So the great Jim Caviezel is going to be here on July 4th, because that is when the movie opens, July 4th, next Tuesday. Also next week, we're going to speak to the one and only Carrie Lake. My friend has a new book out, and she is going to be here. We're going to have an extensive conversation with Carrie about her book, her life story, but also what is going on in Arizona because her fight continues. I mean, thank God for Carrie Lake. Usually our side just caves. Oh, you're telling me I lost a race even though I was way ahead in the polls and I was driving massive crowds. Sound familiar? Oh, you're telling me I lost that race? Oh, okay. Well, that's a bummer. All right. Well, I'm just going to go home then. 
That's been most of our Republicans over the course of our lifetimes, not Trump and not Carrie Lake. And thank God for that. And thank God for them. She is going to be here next week as well. So big shows coming up on the holiday week. If you're off next week, we're not off. And I hope you enjoy your holiday week next week, but make sure that you download these shows and that you're listening to them because they're going to be blockbuster, I promise you. And we've got more big shows coming up over the course of July and into the future. All right, coming up today, we're going to speak with the one and only Judge Janine Pirro. She is going to join us here in a couple of minutes to talk about what I think is the most serious threat that we face which is the weaponization of our own government against us. She's been a judge. She's been a district attorney. She has seen the law on all sides from law enforcement, DOJ, FBI. She's seen it all. She's presided over countless cases. She was actually the first, I think she was the first person to start a domestic violence unit Uh, when she was up in Westchester County, New York. So she's seen it all, and she has a few things to say about these crimes against America. Not to be missed. That's coming up shortly here. First up, though, the Monica Memo. News potpourri. I was trying to settle on what what exactly I wanted to talk about here in the Monica Memo, but we have so many stories coming at us that I just want to kind of throw the spaghetti against the wall and cover a bunch of things including Bobby Kennedy Jr.'s bombshell. Because it relates to this weaponization of government that is not just contemporary. It's not just, well, Obama really weaponized the IRS via Lois Lerner and God knows who else and really weaponized the DOJ and FBI with Peter Strzok and James Comey. And yes, all of that happened, but this has been going on for a hell of a lot longer And Bobby Kennedy Jr., whose last name, again, is Kennedy, knows a lot about this. He lost a father and an uncle to assassination. And now it's coming out that maybe those assassinations were not exactly what we were told. He came out with another bombshell, and I want to cover that a little bit later in the show today. But in this news potpourri, We've got a bunch of different things. First of all, today, Hunter Biden is actually going to be in the hot seat. I know it's hard to imagine since DOJ and FBI just gave him a complete pass. I want to deal with that here in a second. But today, he's actually having to sit down and be deposed as part of the civil lawsuit brought by the Delaware computer repair shop owner, John Paul MacIsaac. Several months ago, it was last year, we actually spoke on this show to John Paul MacIsaac. And what a brilliant guy he is. What an American patriot he is. He happened to be the small business owner who had this computer repair shop into which a high Hunter Biden strolled uh, carrying his laptop. I think there was more than one laptop. I think there was actually two. Dropped it off in a drunken high stupor. Uh, to John Paul MacIsaac and said, I don't know, fix this, and then stumbled out. And then never came to reclaim the critical laptop, which then, according to the rules of the shop that Hunter signed when he dropped it off, after a period of time, that laptop then became the property of his shop and of him. And Hunter has tried to stonewall this and, and say, hey, it's still my laptop. He had no right. This was a violation of privacy. Remember all the crap that he threw at uh, John Paul MacIsaac? Again, an innocent uh, person trying to run a business had to close his business, life destroyed, as usual. Anybody whose lives come up against the Clintons, the Bidens, or the Obamas, your life is destroyed because they're all deep state monsters. This guy had his life destroyed, and, you know, I give him a hell of a lot of credit because he filed a lawsuit against Hunter Biden in October of last year in Delaware for defamation. And in March, again, Hunter filed this countersuit against him, uh, claiming that he illicitly distributed his personal data, accused him of invasion of privacy, etc. Well, 
now John Paul MacIsaac as at least having his day in civil court. And he is going to, Hunter Biden it today, is going to be deposed in this case. So we will keep a very close eye on that. Um, more and more now is coming out courtesy of the IRS whistleblowers, including really the primary one. Um, his name is Gary Shapley. And last week we had Miranda Devine on this show. And Miranda broke apart all of the breaking news that day about the IRS whistleblowers, Mr. Shapley in particular. She called him an absolute American hero. Given the retribution that the deep state and all of these institutions engage in, in anybody who happens to blow the whistle on the deep state uh, and their crimes, and of course the Democrats, and their crimes. Mr. Shapley is now coming forward with concrete evidence that he is presenting, and he's actually going on air, too. He was on Fox News. I think he went some other places. So he's he's coming forward, putting his face to his name and his allegations, and the allegations are increasingly serious. Because what he was saying is, he was like, look, I was in the IRS criminal division, And having been at Treasury, I can tell you that the IRS does have a criminal division that engages in tax enforcement. They go after people engaged in tax evasion, not paying taxes, skipping the country, everything else. They have a very powerful criminal division, and they work hand in glove with the FBI and the DOJ once they build a case, then to go and have that case prosecuted. So these IRS whistleblowers, and in particular Mr. Shapley, they're now saying that they were blocked at every turn. They were blocked when they wanted to to carry out interviews with potential witnesses. They were blocked when they wanted to uh, execute search warrants of devices, bank records, etc. Blocked. And then, of course, when they thought they really had a case and they wanted to bring criminal charges against Hunter Biden, they were blocked there too by the DOJ. DOJ stepped in and said, oh, hell no. You're not going to bring charges against the president's son. He's an addict, don't you know? And then that moron on The View, Anna Navarro, saying, oh, this is not this is not criminal this is a love story this is a love story between a father and a son joe loves his son who's been so addicted for so long and this is really just a love story can you imagine don junior or eric or ivanka engaged in a, a like a 1 1 millionth of what hunter biden has done The press would be having a freaking field day. It's all so disgusting, makes me sick. So now, now there are two developments here. Because Mr. Shapley and others have come forward with this concrete evidence and these very serious allegations that they say they can back up with real documentation, now you've got two things. Number one, there's enormous pressure being built on the judge in the Hunter Biden case, because as Miranda Devine reminded us last week, and if you haven't heard that show, go listen to it. Miranda Devine uh, pointed out that a judge has to sign off on this, right? And so if there is actual evidence that there was obstruction, prosecutorial misconduct, and other things that corrupted this case, which obviously there was, then a judge has a responsibility not to sign off on this plea deal. What is this judge going to do? Well, you better believe that the left is threatening the judge. This judge does not want to be Brett Kavanaugh and have uh, bans, hordes of raving leftist lunatics outside his or her house. And from a human point, that is understandable. But from the point of view of saving America, I mean, we, we got to have brave people stepping up here for the rule of law. Or this country, which is already slipping beneath the waves, is going to slip further and be permanently gone. So there is pressure being built um, in Congress. You've got Senator Ron Johnson coming forward saying, 
no no judge who is honest um, and understands the responsibility of the rule of law can sign off on this plea deal now that we know how corrupted this whole process has been. Uh, we will see. We will see. We've got a close eye on that. The second thing is that the Attorney General Merrick Garland is scheduled to testify to Congress on all of this and more on September 20th. Oh, but Monica, it's not even July yet. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So July, August, and a half of September, two and a half months before Merrick Garland comes before Congress to explain himself uh, and being confronted with all of this evidence of corruption, which he oversaw and, and ordered. I mean, let's be honest here. None of this was going on without Merrick Garland knowing it and ordering it, or at least supervising it. Come on. So now there's pressure being brought to bear that uh, Jim Jordan, who has Christopher Ray, the head of the FBI, coming in on July, I believe, 12th. Well, now he should also be calling Merrick Garland's ass in there. In the next two or three weeks, we should see the Attorney General explaining himself to Congress and to the American people. This is completely corrupt. It's evil. It's outrageous. And he needs to answer for it. On top of the fact that he probably is scared shitless about doing it. First of all, he knows he's protected, so maybe he's not scared shitless. But I've got to tell you, Congress is getting poised to pursue an impeachment inquiry into Merrick Garland. Uh, McCarthy was talking about it the other day. I think they're serious about it. It's got to be a serious investigation if they do it. No, no accountability kabuki theater, as I call it. And so if they haul him before Congress again mid-next month and he lies to them again, well, <laughs> all, all bets are off. So he's probably trying to delay it as much as possible. But if I were Jim Jordan... And others in Congress, I'd haul his ass in there so fast your head would spin. All right, when we come back, I want to talk about uh, Donald Trump because there was a big surprise this week about President Trump in the news, and I want to bring that to you. Also, the latest from Bobby Kennedy Jr., because, again, we talk a lot about the deep state. Mm, This is another reason why the deep state cannot have Bobby Kennedy out there revealing things just like they couldn't have his father and his uncle out there revealing things. We're going to cover that coming right back. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double, And the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys. And you'll feel better with more energy, and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier, too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. All right, welcome back. We've got Judge Janine Pirro. She's coming up here momentarily. First, though, uh, two big stories that really got buried by the propaganda press, but this is why you come to the show for stuff and insights you won't get anywhere else. 
there was quite a Trump surprise this week. And it had nothing to do with his legal challenges or the deep state continuing to target him, etc., which they will not stop. Uh, you know, the latest polls for Trump now show him in the GOP field up, I don't know, 35, 45 points. And what's remarkable about this whole dynamic is Governor DeSantis is now sliding He's not picking up. You know, you would think that the rest of the field, the Nikki Haley's, Chris Christie's, Mike Pence's, would recede and that Governor DeSantis would be gaining that support and maybe not giving Trump a horse race, but at least being contention, at least be gaining a point, three points with every passing month, let's say, picking up support. But no, actually, the exact opposite has happened, and DeSantis is now receding. I mean, I think in one of these recent polls that I saw, DeSantis has lost like 11 points. It was like a net swing of like minus 11. And then among independents, it was even more significant than that. It was like a a net swing over the last six months. Not recently, but over the last six months, DeSantis has had a net swing of minus 32 or 33, something like that. He was like up a net favorability, not over Trump, but a net favorability of plus 11 back in December. And then now, late June, he was net minus 22. Favorability, not vis-a-vis Trump. So it is fascinating dynamic, and all of the support, favorability, uh, choice for nominee, all of it's moving to Donald Trump. So that's where we stand in the race right now. Um, but there was this the fascinating, fascinating surprise this week, courtesy of Reuters. Now, Reuters, like all of them, are on the left. They will protect Democrats till the cows come home, etc. But they did a fascinating study where they looked at 100 top U.S. political leaders and did a deep dive into their genealogies to see who actually had ties to slavery in their past. So they took a look at their genealogies, and they deconstructed their ancestry. And out of all of the living presidents, the only one not to be a descendant of slave owners is Donald J. Trump. Not even Obama. Because his white mother, her lineage, mm, slave owners. Joe Biden, Jimmy Carter, all of them, the Bushes, I mean, come on. The only one not to have slavery in his background is Donald Trump. His family came from Europe after slavery was abolished. So his hands are clean of America's original sin. The others, not so much. And the irony, so rich, after they have targeted and smeared Donald Trump as a raging racist. Let me tell you, I was on Fox News primetime talking about this. Just consider what President Trump did for black America. First of all, he delivered a booming economy which drove black unemployment rates to historic lows. He established opportunity zones to revitalize underserved and minority communities. He expanded school choice to give minority kids a better shot at a better education. He restored funding for historically black colleges and universities, HBCUs. And he did criminal justice reform. He did more for black America than any other singular president, including Barack Obama, certainly including Joe Biden, because the Democrats are all about a, the, one of the worst crimes against humanity, which is targeting American blacks and keeping them as a permanent underclass so that they would have a permanent voting base. That's what all this is about. Donald Trump began the process of uplifting black America Another reason why they had to continue to destroy him. Can't have Trump walking in there 
telling the black community that their lives could be better and then actually doing it. Can't have that. Black voters might turn their allegiance. Can't have that. Existential threat to the evil Democrat Party. So that needed to be stopped. But isn't that a fascinating story? I definitely wanted to bring that to you today because, wow, wow. Donald Trump did more to expose the evil left, the communists, the Democrats, the propaganda press, than any other living person. Elon Musk is coming up close with the Twitter files and exposing all of the rot and the corruption between the government and big tech. But Donald Trump was the first one to kick over that rock. Lots of earthworms under there, right? Speaking of kicking over rocks, Bobby Kennedy Jr. doing an absolute service to this country. He's running for president. He's at about 20%. He's scaring the shit out of the Democrats and the Biden team and probably the Obama team actually running the country. Because and, and actually, I think Kennedy forced Biden's hand. Biden was not going to announce for president until the fall, September, October even. And he probably wasn't even going to announce, all right, because they got replacements of him ready to go. We've talked about that. But Bobby Kennedy comes out of nowhere and starts scoring 15, 20, 22 percent in the Democrat primary. That forced Biden's hand. He came out a lot earlier than he wanted to. Bobby Kennedy is a real threat to them. Biden is just a puppet, but he is a threat to the Obama machine, the left, the deep state that is orchestrating our elections now. Because like Trump, he cannot be controlled. And like Trump, he's got a heavyweight last name. So, you know, he's not Marianne Williamson. He is a Kennedy that carries a lot of weight with a lot of Democrat and independent voters and even some disaffected Republican voters, so he's got to be taken seriously, and he should. Do I agree with everything Bobby Kennedy says? Of course not. Will I vote for him? No, I vote Republican. But he is making a very important contribution to this conversation and therefore is a threat that they cannot afford. This week, he blew the whistle. Now, Kennedy has spent his, most of his adult life blowing the whistle off of very powerful interests, like Big Pharma. I mean, he's been exposing a lot about not just these mRNA shots, but a lot of vaccines over the course of his career with actual data and exposing Anthony Fauci and the deep state that is deeply ingrained in our public health. So Bobby Kennedy is out there as a loose cannon the way Trump is a loose cannon. And so, you know, the powers that be in this country are freaking out. Not only do they have to try to torpedo Trump, now they got Bobby Kennedy on their left and they've got to deal with him too. Well, this week he dropped a huge bombshell. And you know what? If anything, Bobby Kennedy Jr. is waking up a lot of Democrats who have had their heads in the sand, believing that their masters were all good and knowing and honest, and most importantly, not racist. We just talked about how Donald Trump has no racism in his background versus the other living presidents, and Elizabeth Warren, by the way. Ancestry, slave owners. No Native Americans in her past. But all of these Democrats over so many years have been indoctrinated that the Democrat Party is not racist and our leaders are not racist. Well, Bobby Kennedy Jr. is red-pilling them in a way that, unfortunately, Trump could never do because they just dismiss Trump, but they will listen. They will listen to Bobby Kennedy. So here is RFK, and again, the nephew of JFK, hero of Camelot, And he's out here beginning to raise awareness about the very same conspiracy theories that Trump has been talking about for years and that are all coming true because they are true. Bobby Kennedy posted on his Twitter account uh, yesterday, Wednesday, June 28th, that new documents show that the CIA's MKUltra program this is the same MK Ultra that they spoke about in Disney's movie, Captain America, is not only real, 
but that the CIA, our CIA, targeted indigenous and black children in medical torture experiments. For those who believe that this is just a conspiracy theory and it's crazy, well, you've been lied to. Kennedy posted an article by the truthout.org website and said, quote, CIA conspiracy theories are not just right wing and they are not just theories. This article is in the progressive publication. So this is not, you know, hanging out in some far right place. This is in a progressive publication blowing the whistle, which is what the left used to do. And this is what the press used to do, blow the whistle on powerful government entities. Records show that MKUltra was launched in the wake of the Nuremberg trials, which exposed the evil Nazi atrocities, which were carried out in the name of science. MKUltra involved a range of grotesque experiments, very Nazi-like, on test subjects within and beyond U.S. borders, including on one Theodore Kaczynski, also known as the Unabomber, who just died. He was part of the MK Ultra experiments. They drove him mad, and then they weaponized him. This is what they do. Newly revealed evidence exposes previously hidden links between MK Ultra experiments on indigenous children in Canada and imprisoned blacks in the U.S., Researchers targeted and assaulted vulnerable populations, this article says, who were incapable of granting consent and who were viewed as disposable, forgotten men and women. Their allegations were unlikely to be taken seriously, this article says, and their avenues for redress were limited because they were institutionalized and from marginalized groups, indigenous people, blacks, the poor, the disabled, children, prisoners, women, and girls. Sound familiar? It should, because this is what Dr. Mengele, the the angel of death at Auschwitz, and so many other Nazi doctors did, abused, tortured, and killed millions in the name of, quote, pursuing scientific advancement. This is a very specific kind of evil, and it didn't just happen over there during a long-ago war. It happened here in North America by our institutions that we paid for. Absorb this, guys. Absorb this. Many of Kennedy's supporters and followers who are also Democrats thanked him for exposing the CIA and MKUltra. And then there are others out there trying to cover up for the deep state, accusing him of being, guess what? Oh, a Russian asset (laughs) for doing this. Because, you know, anybody who exposes the evil criminals in our own government must be Russian assets, right? I think it's time for a new shtick. This Russian asset stuff is getting really old, long in the tooth. Bobby Kennedy... Donald Trump exposing the rot and the evil in our own institutions, in our own government. Elon Musk doing the same. I mean, really, this is like a triumvirate of very important people, and that's why they and that's why they're all being targeted. All right, when we come back, we're going to talk about the weaponization of our government with the great judge, Janine Pirro. That is going to be a powerhouse conversation, so sit tight for that. First, though, guys, I know it's really hard to eat healthy when you're so busy, whether you're traveling, taking care of the kids, or just the daily hustle. It can be very hard to get the daily recommended vegetables and fruit in your diet. That's why I take Field of Greens. It's whole organic fruit and vegetable, not a watered-down supplement, and it's backed by a better health promise. Each ingredient in Field of Greens was scientifically chosen to support vital organs like heart, lungs, and kidney health. Others support my immune system, blood pressure, metabolism, and healthy weight loss. So let me get you started with 15% off. Visit fieldofgreens.com 
and use promo code MONICA. Like me, you'll probably look and feel healthier fast and have way more energy. But your best proof will be at your next checkup when your doctor says, hey, whatever you're doing, it's working. Keep it up. To get 15% off, visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. Field of Greens is outstanding. You're getting all the nutrients you need and it tastes delicious. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com. Sit tight. Well, I am absolutely thrilled to welcome a woman who needs no introduction, but I'm going to give her one anyway. (laughs) Judge Deneen Pirro is a true force of nature, as I'm sure you all know. A former assistant district attorney in Westchester County, New York, she started the first domestic violence unit in the country. So she's a real trailblazer in so many ways. She was also elected as the first woman to serve as Westchester County Judge. You know her, of course, from her successful shows on Fox News, including The Five. And now she is out with her brand new book. It is pure dynamite. It's called Crimes Against America, the left's takedown of our republic. And it's available wherever you get your books. My longtime (laughs) friend, Judge Janine Pirro, joins us now. Welcome. Thank you, Monica. Thank you for that kind introduction. You know, as we've been friends for many years, and you know what? You have trailblazed. I have as well. Uh, It's really a question of never giving up. And that's one of the reasons that I wrote this book, Crimes Against America, because as you, you know, have just mentioned, I've been a prosecutor, a judge and a DA for over three decades. I ran for office five times to get those jobs. And the truth is that I like it in this book, Crimes Against America, the left's takedown of our republic. I liken our country to a crime victim. And in the book, I outline an an indictment form how this country has been victimized by the left, beginning with sovereignty, Monica. And I'll start with the first chapter. We have a breach of our sovereignty. We are no longer a sovereign nation with borders. We are instead a global landing spot with benefits for anyone who demands entry, education, medication, housing, whatever they need. And we don't even know who they are. And in the end, what we're seeing right now is an invasion unlike anything we've ever seen. Last year, there were over 2 million illegals who entered this country. And I say that Joe Biden and his administration is aiding and abetting this invasion. Now, why are we in this position? We're in this position because no one is enforcing the law. And what is happening now, Monica, is that, you know, imagine yourself as a school teacher and children are fighting or as a mother and your kids are fighting. What's happening now are governors are fighting with each other. The mayor of New York City is fighting with the county executives in upstate New York, one governor in Florida, one governor in Texas, and everyone's fighting. And we're waiting for the teacher or the mother to come in, a leader of any kind, to settle this. But it is the leader who is creating the chaos. And as a result, we have seen in New York City school gyms emptied for adult males to stay. 50% of the hotels are, uh, are filled with illegals. You can call them migrants. You can call them asylum seekers. But when the first act of entering this country is a violation of the laws, you know, I don't quite understand how the Biden administration says, you know what? We're going to put you on the honor system. And you, when you have time, you stop by an immigration court. We're not even giving them alien registration numbers. So uh, I want to know in terms of my background, who's a pedophile? Who thinks I can beat their wife, drive drunk? Who's an identity thief? Who's a member of MS-13, Latin Kings? Who's a terrorist? We've got none of that going uh, uh, on right now. And instead, we just have an open border. You know what I love about this book, Judge, is because you have been a judge and a prosecutor and a DA, you do lay out this very effective indictment of Biden, his administration, and the communist radicals who are deliberately destroying this great country. And, you know, as I was reading your book, it struck me, um, you know, back in 2007 and 2008, 
Barack Obama spoke about what he called the fundamental transformation of the uh, nation. Yes. But nobody, except maybe you and me and a few others, <laughs> stopped to think about what he meant by that. Like he yes. just glossed it over with hope and change and all this other bullshit. But when you stop to think about what he meant by the fundamental transformation of the nation, it was, and we know this now, it was the deliberate takedown of this country. And right now, because they've been at it for so long, right now, they're actually close to achieving that, are they not? Yes, and, and that is why I call it the left's takedown of our republic. Uh, it's true, when Barack Obama started talking about of the fundamental transformation of this country. I remember thinking, isn't that interesting? And we all thought it was about hope and change as you just stated. But the truth is that everything that happened after that was uh, with his remarks at the UN uh, when Barack Obama was president. I believe it was September 25th of 2012 when Barack Obama addressed the United Nations. He started talking about uh, the future cannot belong to those uh, who uh, align uh, uh, the prophet Muhammad. I remember thinking to myself, or words to that effect, I don't, um, and I remember thinking, wait a minute, we have a First Amendment. We have free speech in this country. What is this president talking about? And it got even more bizarre with Barack Obama and politically correct speech. We first saw the chipping away of the First Amendment when it had to be said in a politically correct way. And if it wasn't, you were canceled. And it's just continued to the point where you lose your license, you're ostracized, or your business. And, and then what Barack Obama did was he put out a sketch and he called it the life of Julia. And he had the stick uh, figure of a little girl who's born uh, to a mother. And then she's just on social services for the rest of her life. SNAP for food, SNAP programs, and then Planned Parenthood, and then uh, Medicaid, and, you know, cradle to grave. And it wasn't until a few years ago I said, this is part of a plan. It's part of a stream where we get rid of the First Amendment. And we saw it in 2020 with the Hunter Biden laptop. When the FBI goes to social media companies and says, you know, there is some Russian disinformation and you shouldn't publish it. And we were taken down when we tried to discuss this laptop on uh, a social media. So you've got the First Amendment, a, a complete takedown by big tech and unfortunately the FBI. And it was, you know, the genesis was with Barack Obama. And then when you hear Joe Biden talk to the schools and the school teachers and the unions, there are children. No, they're not. They're the parents' children. But that's the Marxist uh, uh, mentality. That is a socialist mentality. The children are children of the state. And as you know, Monica, because you're brilliant, I mean, Barack Obama was a student of Karl Marx. And we're just seeing all the fruition. And I had to write this book to address it all. Yeah, you do such a brilliant job in this book, as you do with everything. And again, the book is called Crimes Against America. We're talking to Judge Jeanine Pirro. You know, all of these, the, the current roads all lead to Barack Obama and also Hillary Clinton. They were both students of Saul Alinsky, who was the, the yep. left's like, um, you know, design community organizing, but it was the Marxist sort of he was a Marxist point person for getting real change at the ground level, community organization. You know, we've all been focused as conservatives for decades on the national level, the international level, and all of that is incredibly important. Obviously, it matters who the president is. But the left for decades, Janine, has been totally yep. focused on the ground level. This is yep. why Soros has poured tens of millions of dollars into DAs and local mayors races, et cetera, because the left knows that real change starts, you know, at the street level. And it's only now that we've sort of gotten hip to that, right? Question about it, Monica, and that really is one of the most important points that I make in the book. And that is that as the left, as you said so brilliantly, as the left, you know, has been focused on the ground game, the ground game in terms of local versus uh, state or federal. Uh, and the rest of us are talking about president. They are impacting our lives. So when mm -hmm. Barack Obama started maligning police and then Joe Biden continues with the defunding of police, uh, what 
we've got uh, on the ground level is George Soros funding candidates who literally do not believe in law and order, but instead believe in anarchy and chaos. And so the first order of government, which is a protection of its citizens, is being denied, is being ignored. And so this chaos and anarchy with this so-called uh, with uh, social justice, I still don't know what it means. No one's ever told me. Cashless bail. Criminals are, are victims and victims just had a bad day at it. Uh, it's leaving a vacuum where, you know, when I ran for DA, Monica, every time I ran, and I ran in a Democrat county, and now as a, I was a Republican, conservative, independent, okay, the first thing I would say is, you need me. You need me to fight crime, because if there is no crime fighting, your businesses do not, do not prosper. Your home values do not go up. Your children are not safe. I am a fundamental part of the quality of your life. And what they have been so smart at doing is reducing that quality of life by allowing for this chaos. And of course, they're joined by the mainstream media. But I want to I want to continue with this lawlessness that we've seen. There is a vacuum now, Monica, where police response and 9-11 calls uh, are, are delayed. Police in many states are, are so minimized in terms of their numbers, they can't even respond. And the classic example of this uh, is when you have a, a former Marine in a moving subway car underground locked, confronted in that subway car by a schizophrenic in the middle of a psychotic episode who's mentally ill on a list of the 50 most desperate and in need of some kind of help has been arrested 44 times gets on that that subway car and he says i don't care if i go to jail for life i'm ready to die now what does that tell you if you're in the military or if you have half a brain it tells you that he is homicidal and suicidal all right so this former marine takes down this this mentally ill schizophrenic and leaves him in a recovery position so he survives and a soros funded da charges him with manslaughter the same DA who says people, you know, if you go into a jewelry store and you have an AR-15, an AK-47, or you have a, 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 a any kind of gun, but you don't use it, but you just threaten people with it, eh, we'll let you out on a larceny. And then he lets them out and they never come back anyway. This is the problem that we're going to be seeing more and more of. When the social contract is broken, when the government is no longer protecting us, who has to step up? We do. And yes. you know what? But that is the problem. And on the federal level, we already know that there are two systems of justice. There's one for the Bidens and the and the uh, 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 Clintons. And then there's one for everybody else. And I, I have to say one more word, uh, Monica, if you'll indulge me. When the Durham report came out and they said not only was the Russian collusion thing a hoax, but Hillary Clinton came up with the idea and she shared with Barack Obama, a sitting president, and Joe Biden, a future president, that she was going to create this uh, collusion delusion uh, and, you know, get a, you know, pay for a dossier to go to a court and have an FBI agent, you know, promise and swear to the truth of it. She literally tore this country apart, and those two presidents did nothing about it. They knew that she did it to get rid of her email scandal. They knew she did it because she wanted to be president and she had to destroy Donald Trump. And they said nothing while we were at each other's throat in this nation for four years. Families not talking to each other. You couldn't get together with your friends anymore. Donald Trump is a Putin puppet. He's a Russian asset. We now know from the Durham report that that was a lie and that she created it. This woman is evil, and what these presidents allowed to have happened to our country should never be forgiven. All right, Janine, I'm going to ask you to please stand by. We've got much more with you on the other side of the break. And also, guys, listen up, because, you know, thanks to this recent horrific debt ceiling deal, we are going to be saddled with 4 or $5 trillion more of debt just in the next two years. It's absolutely unbelievable. But times like these are a great reminder to diversify a portion of your savings into gold. And you can now do that with the help 
of Birch Gold. Here's the easiest way to do it. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. You don't pay a penny out of pocket. Amazing. As the BRICS countries, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, band together against the U.S. dollar, more and more central banks are diversifying. You know what they're buying? They're buying gold. Follow their lead. Text Monica to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. There's no obligation just information. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of happy customers, Burge Gold can help you protect your savings too. Text Monica to 989-898 and you got to do it. Take action today. We're coming right back. And we are back with Judge Janine Pirro. The corruption runs so deep. And it also runs so wide that I've sort of started uh, discussing the deep state as the deep and wide state, because it's not just in the security state, the CIA, the NSA, et cetera, or just limited to the DOJ and the FBI, as bad as that is. This corruption is shot through every institution in our government and, right. and every institution across America, frankly. But you are exactly right that when you have that corruption go all the way to the top, to the sitting president, vice president, future president, uh, jailing our political opponents. I mean, everything that is now happening is the hallmarks of a tyranny. And I've been describing yep. it, Janine, as a soft tyranny. But if you are a January 6th nonviolent, defendant, and you're now thrown in the clink, sentenced to 12, 18 years in prison for trespassing, then it's not so soft a tyranny, is it? The weaponization of our own government against us is the biggest threat that we face. How do we fight back against this? Well, you know, people historically, Monica, have been talking about the president uh, and the presidential races. Uh, We've got to get a president in there who is going to appoint an attorney general who is interested in getting back the confidence of the American people and the FBI, whether, and I knew Jim Comey, I worked with him. I was a DA in one building. He was a U.S. attorney next door. Um, You know, Jim Comey, what he did to the FBI, politicizing it, you know, saying no reasonable prosecutor would prosecute Hillary Clinton and then struck McCabe, Page, the whole lot of them doing everything they could with an unverified affidavit. You know what, Monica, when I was a judge, if someone came up to me with an affidavit that they knew was not accurate, that was not true, that was not verified, I'd have their, I'd have their law license. Okay. They wouldn't be practicing mm-hmm. anymore, especially if the genesis and the, and the motive was political. But none of that happened. And that was an example to people in the FBI that you can get away with anything. And you know what? The the mid-level FBI people are great people, but the FBI has to be changed. And we've got to get a president who's going to put an attorney general in there who's really going to fight against this kind of corruption. Not just talk about it. I'm talking about doing it, Monica. And you know what I'm talking about. Well, I've. I vote for Janine Pirro for our next attorney general because you get in there, you're such a badass. You would do what is absolutely necessary. You know, Janine, you mentioned how rank and file FBI agents are are good and decent, honorable people who are carrying out their mission. And we know that there are many good people at the DOJ and FBI. But the truth is, it's not just the upper echelons here. It's not just the top leadership. There are a lot of corrupt rank and file folks in these institutions too. I mean, just look at how gleeful and sadistic really those FBI agents were when they were raiding Mar-a-Lago over nothing. So my 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 question to you is, and you know, I don't want to besmirch everybody, but it does seem like <laughs> these institutions are really shot through all the way down. Are you of the belief that the DOJ and FBI c- can be reformed by a kick-ass attorney general like you would be and a kick-ass president like Donald Trump? Or are you of the mind that we have to dismantle them and start from scratch? And the good people who want to reapply are certainly, you know, they can reapply to a new FBI, reconstituted one, but they will be vetted. 
and their track record well, will be vetted. Which path you know, do you think we should take? You know, it's an interesting question. Uh, when people take over as DA, uh, which is chief law enforcement officer, you look at everybody again and they reapply for the job. You either, you know, there, there's no, no, there should be no entitlement. If you have a federal job, a state job or a county job, you're not entitled to be in that job for life. You've got to continue to prove yourself or you get into the lazy, deep state. One hand washes the other. Hey, I'm going to get a little benefit over here. I'll share it with you. And then everybody looks the other way. I think that there has to be a dismantling. Uh, and I think the FBI, you know, and, and I've been on them for years, you know, uh, whether it was Larry Nasser. Uh, or whether it was Parkland, or whether it was, I think, Nicholas Cruz, we've got all, or whether it was, uh, what was the shooting in the Pulse nightclub, they keep getting, or, or how about the Boston Marathon? You know, mm -hmm. the FBI got tips on all those cases, and I remember when I had my show Justice, Monica, I, I used to do opens on this. I mean, they kept, they, they kept missing the ball because they were too focused on political agendas, and that's got to stop. The FBI, we have to know who you are and what is your agenda. You know, they say 9-11 happened because the FBI and the CIA weren't talking to each other. I mean, I don't know. You know, I, I don't know enough about it. But if you've got an FBI that is not listening to tips that they're getting, and we've got mass shootings as a result of it, Russia with the Boston Marathon and the Sarnia brothers, twice they called the FBI, twice. And the Sarnia brothers came through. And, you know, they said and the FBI said, well, they never called us or they didn't give us specific information. You know, who are they? What is their job? Are they there? When I was DA, every time there was a bank robbery, they, they, the DOJ, the FBI, they'd come in and say, oh, that's our case. No, it isn't. My guy solved it. You didn't solve it. You know, it's just this sense of entitlement that they have. And, you know, and I worked with them, you know, okay, so I started doing internet pedophiles, okay, I was one of the first in the country to do it. And, you know, they were in, they were like, oh, we want these cases. Really? Well, get your own informants, do your own thing. You know, that's what they do. And there's got to be a change in the FBI because Americans don't trust the agency anymore. And if you don't have trust, you're going to have resistance and you're not going to obviously have faith. So, yeah, do I have strong feelings? Of course I do. And that's why I wrote Crimes Against America, the left's takedown of our republic. Everything is an indictment form. It's a disinformation game. It's what they're doing to our children with, with not just CRT, but with this transgender nonsense. If I were the DA and they showed my kid a book of how to have oral sex with someone the same age and my kid's seven, I'd charge him with child pornography. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, there's got to be a lot of changes. But I have faith, Monica. I have faith because you and I both watched with very, with very astute interest Dylan Mulvaney and Anheuser-Busch and what happened. And, mm -hmm. and uh, Target with this tuck whatever nonsense bathing suit. That the Target is suffering billions of dollars in losses. You know why? Because the American people, I don't care if you're left, right, in the middle. I don't care what you call yourself. There are things that are happening that are not right. And I, I, am, I am heartened by what has happened with America standing up and saying, not on my watch, baby. You're not doing this to my kids or my family. Yeah, I agree. I think more and more Americans are awake not woke, but awake to what is actually going on here. And they, they may not understand the history of this Marxist revolution that we have been subjected to since the 1930s. And we're at a real tipping point with it now. They may not get all of that. But what they do understand is that they have now come after their children. And that is yep. the thing, you know, every, all communists go after the kids because they want to indoctrinate them and have a standing army for them going forward. And whether it's cultural Marxism with the CRT and the pride stuff and the transgender agenda. It's all cultural Marxism. And I think the American people understand that on some level. And they also understand that there are more of us than there are of them. And they're starting to now feel their power, whether it's Target or Bud Light or whatever. 
and they're using it. They're using their disposable income. They're using their social media platforms. They're using their power. And that's why, like you, I am, I'm optimistic, Janine, about America. I think, you know, this country yep. has been through a lot in the past, Civil War, Great Depression, World Wars. We've always come back stronger. And while the left controls all of the levers of power from the government to media to big tech, they're getting away with it now. But I think there's a shift in the energy, don't you? I absolutely do. And uh, you are so correct on all of that. I think that not only does America understand, I mean, I think America, given what's happened with Target, Dylan Mulvaney, uh, and hey, I'm going to throw I'm going to throw a wrench in there. Brittany Griner, right? She used to mm -hmm. the woman, you know, in uh, a Russian basketball player was jailed. She always took a knee over all this social justice, whatever the hell that means. And you know what? When they play the national anthem, she stands now. And, you know, um, I believe, I believe that if people really understood the value of this country, and I think most the majority do, it's just the left is, is, is they, they have the mainstream media with them and they are the loudest voices, but we are the strongest voices. We are on the ground. We are, we're living the nightmare. OK, the ones on the left are just dreaming. I don't know if they're in a fantasy world or what. But when you look at San Francisco, you look at some of these big cities and what the left has done to it. And you get some, you know, some guy like Gavin Newsom who wants to go after Ron DeSantis. Give me a break. I was in California last week. What a hellhole it is. And it's a shame because they have taken it down. And they are allowing now, right now in New York City, another a, a Democrat mayor, they've got they're putting in uh, vending machines in neighborhoods so you can get you can get your uh, your your drugs and, uh, you know, your glass pipes and what Narcan or whatever you need. They're normalizing um, uh, drug behavior and they're doing it to take down our republic. We've got to stop them because if we yes. don't, the, the next generation will. We have seen a total collapse in the rule of law and everything being inverted, Janine, everything, you know, and there's, there is scripture that says there will be a time when the wicked is called good and the good is called wicked. And we are in that right now, everything politically, morally, in terms of the law, everything has been turned upside down on purpose. Yep. So, you know, at its root, this really is a spiritual battle. And I talk about that all the time on this show. Yep. I mean, there's something yep. bigger going on here and we're in yes. the middle of it. But we've got to fight it on all level levels. And, I, you know, final question for you, I, I guess, before I let you go, I've got so many questions, but I, I want to be respectful yeah. of the time. Um, if you. Obviously, we can't go on like this. $32 trillion debt, cities in collapse, wide open border where drug cartels and the CCP essentially have effective control over our border, enemies yep. pouring in, terrorists, et cetera the relentless attacks on our First Amendment to silence us, our Second Amendment to disarm us so we can't defend ourselves against this kind of tyranny. All right. of these things are coming at us. And I know a lot of, a lot of us feel optimistic, as you and I do, but a lot mm -hmm. of us are very dispirited. What is your final message to people who just feel overwhelmed by the assault? You know what? The, the feeling of being overwhelmed is, is truly uh, a, a depressing one. It immobilizes some people. But you've got to mobilize uh, so that you on the ground, you go to school board meetings. You make sure that whenever there's a school board election, you find out who these people are. You put their feet to the fire and you find out what they think about, you know, this this transgenderism and what parents need to know and can know and cannot know. And with a DA in a DA's race, it's not going to say George Soros funded this person. It'll be through some maybe Democrat socialists or, the, you know, freedom loving Americans. But it could be George Soros money. The last thing I want to uh, hear is that an insurance lawyer is running for DA. That's a telltale sign. I think it was Marilyn Mosby. Remember the Freddie Gray case years ago uh, where she she came out. She said, it's a homicide. It's a homicide. We're going to indict everybody, you know. And uh, of course, she she lost because she didn't know what she was doing. And a lot of these progressive DAs have no idea. And the problem is they're training young lawyers to be more sympathetic and empathic toward the criminal than the victim. 
And I fear that. So with school board elections, DA elections, mayor elections, mayors decide who's going to be the police chief. You know, how about judges? Uh, I was an elected judge in New York. You know, find out what is the background. You know, they, 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 you're paying their salaries. You know, you, you go to a store, you demand a, you know, a price that they advertise, demand that you get your money's worth in a politician and join together with like-minded people. You don't have to agree on everything, but join together with people that you meet, parents at school, do something like they did in Loudoun County, Virginia. They had a governor elected in Loudoun County. And that's after the school board hit the fact that a daughter, a young girl, was raped in a bathroom by a guy who identified as a woman. The school covered it up and sent the rapist to another school where he sexually molested another girl. And then they arrest the, the girl's father at the school board. No, 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 no. Not in my America. Not in your America. Get involved. Do something. Well, it's a really heavy lift to save our beloved country because for decades we've been in a war for the future of this nation and only one side has been fighting it, them. But now we're really, really focused on it. And it's false to us, Janine, as you point out, false to us to take up this battle. Your new book, Crimes Against America, gives everybody a really important roadmap to get us there. So everybody, please go get this book. You won't be able to put it down. It is a must read available wherever you get your books. My friend, right. Judge Janine Pirro, you are a heroine of this thank republic. You. And I thank, thank you, you so Monica. much, my friend. All right. And I just want to say one more thing. If you need an argument, get this book because the footnotes explain everything. If somebody tells you that's disinformation and I'm telling you, that's the truth. Take care, Monica. Bye-bye. God bless. Thanks, Janine. Bye. All right. I get another important show in the can. Thank you so much for joining me as always and for checking out our fantastic sponsors. Next week is a holiday week, but guess what? Monica never rests. I never rest for you. So if you are off next week, and I hope you at least get some time off on July 4th and maybe a day or so uh, before, don't forget to listen to the show because we are not off next week. And next week, we've got the extraordinary actor Jim Caviezel on his new movie, Sound of Freedom. And we're going to talk to the one and only Carrie Lake. Those are conversations you are not going to want to miss. Plus, we will have all of the latest news and insights for you. That's coming up next week. In the meantime, have a fantastic weekend. July already. Holy smokes. I will see you on the flip side next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.